What's up, guys, and welcome back to That School. Hope you guys are all having a great Saturday, and I hope you guys have some nice stuff planned for this weekend. Today, we're going to be talking about my personal five buy and sells, right? I'm going to be giving you guys five players slash teams that I'm buying and that I'm selling, and that, that and players that you should and should and shouldn't stay away from this year, as well as teams. So let's just dive right into it, right? My picks will be presented later into this episode, so be sure to stay tuned for that. When I'm going to give you guys my picks as well as my recap of my picks for last night. So let's just dive right into it. We're going to alternate between buy and sell, right? So my first buy is a player, and that's Jalen Hurts. Why is Jalen Hurts my buy this year? I think it's pretty straightforward and it's pretty simple. Jalen Hurts going into his third year, I think is going to have a breakout season. The addition of A.J. Brown, I think, is humongous for the team. They get a top 10 wide receiver to add to that offense. That offense already isn't bad. That offense now consists of A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, and Boston Scott. And if Jalen Rager wants to wake up, Jalen Rager, right? So that's a pretty damn good offense. Now, when you're looking at it, right, his stats from last season— he wasn't all that bad. Yeah, he went eight and seven as a starter, right? He went 16 and nine touchdowns interception ratio. Not necessarily the best, right? But he threw th- through for 37 or 3,100 yards. He had a 61% completion percentage, which jumped up dramatically from his four games played in 2020, right? He had 209 yards per game, right? His QBR went up by 10 points from a 77.6 to an 87.2. And he was only sacked 26 times, which is pretty good, right? That's pretty, pretty good. So, and he had fourth quarter, two fourth quarter comebacks and two game-winning drives. So to me, there's a lot of potential in Jalen Hurts. Now, I know a lot of people aren't Jalen Hurts believers. I know multiple people like that. But I'm personally a Jalen Hurts believer. I think that this is a kid who is here to stay in Philly. I think he's the, the future for Philly. And I think the Philadelphia fans should expect him to be their quarterback for the next 10 or however many years because I think he's going to be the guy and I think next year they're going to see why also playing in that bum division where you play the commanders and the giants and the cowboys who are even aren't that real good that's a big advantage too that's six games each year that at least four guarantee that you can you know not stat pad but you can improve and you can you know play your brand and play up to the standard that you are that you you know your standard so I think that helps a lot too so that's my first buy is Jalen Hurts. My first sell is DK Metcalf. Now, you guys might be saying, Rob, why are you selling DK Metcalf? He's averaging 1,000 yards a season. He's put up a 1,300-yard season, a 900-yard season, and a 960-yard season. So why are you looking to sell DK Metcalf here, especially with his touchdown totals have gone up each year, right? Why are you saying that? And his receptions, you know, he's a good catcher. His targets are a lot. You know, what, why are you selling this guy? It's because I believe with Russell Wilson gone and no quarterback really in Seattle that it's going to affect DK Metcalf the most. I don't think it's going to affect Tyler Lockett as bad as it's going to affect DK. DK needs Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, when Russell was out, you know, he still had good stats, right? He still played good. But now try having Russell out for a whole season, right? Have him out for a whole season. Now let's see how he's going to perform. I don't think it's going to work out good for DK. Uh, Drew Locke is a completely different player than Russell Wilson. And I think he's going to find that out very quick if he hasn't already found that out already. And on top of that, you play Jalen Ramsey twice a year, right? You play the Cardinals twice a year, good defense. You play the 49ers twice a year, another good defense, right? So that's six defenses out of 17 games that you got to play and prepare for. 
I just don't. I think the DK is just going to have an off year because of the quarterback situation. I think that's really it. You know, his numbers have not gone down. You can't knock his numbers. His numbers have only gone up, right? But again, with Russell Wilson out, I'd love to see how he performs. If he puts up another great season with Russell Wilson not at the helm, listen, then DK Metcalf is a buy every single year. Then you want DK Metcalf on your team every single year. But until I see that, I'm not going to put DK Metcalf in a buy this year. I think he's a player that we should all stay away from, considering the unknown with Drew Lockett quarterback. Now, my second buy is a team. My second, my first, my first team, my second buy. My first team that I'm buying is the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I know you guys might have heard me talk about it a little bit about my AFC South prediction, but obviously, I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to win the division. I think Matt Ryan is great addition to this Colts team, right? They go from an average Carson Wentz to a pretty decent, above-average quarterback in Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has playoff experience. He has big game experience, right? I think Matt Ryan is a great quarterback to put in Indianapolis. I think he fits the system pretty well. And listen, the O-line is going to be healthy. You know, JT's coming back stronger than ever. That defense is, you know, coming back too. They have a lot of chips. They got a chip on their shoulder, right? After losing to Jacksonville last year. So I think that the Colts are going to be a real good team this year. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And I think they're going to win the division. I think Matt Ryan is what's going to take them over the hump. And I would take the Colts this year to win the division, maybe even a little bit more. So that's why the Colts are my second buy. My second sell is yet another team. And it's the Tennessee Titans. And I think that this is something that a lot of people would agree with. I know there's still some people out there who think, oh, you know, they're still going to win the division. I personally don't see it. I don't think they're going to win the division, but also I don't think they're going to have that good of a season. I think Ryan, this, and the main reason the Titans are a sell is because of Ryan Tannehill. I'm not a believer in Ryan Tannehill, and I don't think he's going to be the guy in a year or two in Tennessee. So they have no real weapons for him. I've heard some uh, stories about the uh, wide receiver that they drafted not you know, being what they thought he was, right? He, I heard he was like quitting at practice or something like that. I didn't dive too much into it, so I could be completely wrong about that. But Derrick Henry's coming off an injury, and he's also in his 30s now. You can't rely only on Derrick Henry to win you games this year. And that's what I th- feel like the Titans are going to be doing. They're going to be relying on Derrick Henry day in and day out to bring them to the promised land, right, to win them their games. And I think you just can't rely on them. So that's why I have the Titans as a sell. I don't think that that offense will be up to scratch. I don't think that offense will produce like it should or it could. So that's why I'm selling the Tennessee Titans this year, and I recommend a lot of people do as well. My third buy, the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders are the second best team in this division. They've been getting a lot of hate, right? And I really don't know why. A lot of people have them ranked fourth in the division. I think that's blasphemy. I think that's kind of funny. And if you're having them at fourth in in the division, you clearly don't know football. So why do I say that? Why you don't know football? Because who are you saying is better than them? You're saying a Denver Bronco team who just added a quarterback is going to be that much better than the Raiders? I don't think so. I think the Raiders team is all around better than Denver. And people keep sleeping on Derek Carr. I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan, but I got to be honest with you. Derek Carr has stepped into that role as a above average quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I don't think you can argue that, right? They added Devontae Adams, big addition to that offense. They added um, Chandler Jones on defense. That's another big addition, right? So you can't say that Oakland is not the second best team talent-wise in the league. 
And that's, or not in the league, excuse me, in the AFC West. So that's why I have the Raiders as a buy. I think that they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be the second best team in this division. I mean, look at, I mean, you look at Derek Carr's stats last year, 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks, right? Not the best, but he had a quarterback reign of 94. Not terrible, but he, you know, he improved dramatically from the year prior. He's never been a terrible, terrible quarterback. And now you're giving him a weapon in his college teammate, Devontae Adams, top receiver in the league. I'm telling you, man, the Raiders are going to be a scary team this year. Josh Jacobs, uh, Drake at running at running back. Um, Renfro and Waller on that offense with their good offensive line, right? And then they just got better on the defensive side of the ball. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And you're telling me this team's going to finish fourth? I don't see it happening. I think you're delusional if you think that. Give me the Raiders all day. My third sell, the New England Patriots. Do not buy into the New England Patriots this year. The Patriots are a fake. They're a team that people are only buying on because of Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not an all-pro quarterback, right? Patriots fans think he is. He isn't. I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm saying that as a Patriots fan. Mac Jones is not that good. He had, a, he had a decent year last year in the NFL, jumped for joy because they need a rookie quarterback to get around, right? And that was Mac Jones. This team got worse this free agency. They lost Chasey Jackson. Their linebacker core, they lost Bentley, a key member of their defense in the linebacker core at least. Um, Hightower's getting older. Um, McCourty's getting older. This defense is not going to be what it was. And what do they do in the draft? They draft um, a O-lineman from Chattanooga, they draft two running backs, they draft a quarterback, and they draft a receiver, positions that they did not need. They did not get better this offseason. They had the worst draft in football, and it's going to show this year. I think it's going to really show that the Pats need a lot of help, and the Pats did not fill any holes that they needed to fill. And for that reason, I'm selling them. And then you look at their division. No one expects them to beat the Bills this year in the division. Nobody. I'm not, even as a Pats fan, no, I don't expect that. And, I, and But what I don't think Pats fans... Um, expect is that they're not better than Miami. The Patriots are not better than Miami this year. I'm sorry, they're not. And I'm a Pats fan admitting that. The Miami Dolphins got better this offseason. Did the Pats? No, the Pats got worse. So how are you going to beat these teams that got better when you got worse, right? And the Jets always used to be a gimme game, right? You know, the, we go play the Jets. Oh, that's a win, right? Mark that down as two wins. I don't know anymore. You know, the Jets have gotten a whole lot better too. They had a top five draft this year. They had a great free agency where they signed a lot of key players for them. The Pats just sat around and got worse as every team in their division got dramatically better. So for that reason, I'm selling the Patriots. This is not a playoff team. This is not a division contending team. This is a team that you buy the under of their wins because this is a prime opportunity for Vegas to jump up their wins, right? Thinking, oh, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, then they're going to dramatically underperform. Mark my words, do not buy into the Patriots this year. My other buy, my fourth buy actually, is another player, and that's DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's, I am a big fan of DeAndre Swift. He's on the Detroit Lions, for those of you guys who don't know, because he isn't really the biggest name in football. He's a running back, for those who again don't know. He's going into his third year, uh, third year in the NFL. He's played in 13 games, right? 26 games in his career. He's put up 500 yards rushing and 600 yards rushing in his first 
two seasons in the NFL. Nothing much to go home about there. Eight rushing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, right? Again, nothing to go rushing home for. But then you go to his receiving side of the ball. He's gotten 46 receptions, 62 receptions, 350 yards receiving, 450 yards receiving, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. To me, this is a guy who's going to dramatically improve going into 2022. Jared Goff is now going to be settled in there in Detroit. St. Brown's emerging as their number one. This own line's getting a little bit better. Hawkinson's, you know, now becoming the guy that they need him to be. I think Swift is really going to take over as number one back here in Detroit. I think that his pass catching ability increases his value a lot. And running the ball, he hasn't played that, he hasn't rushed the ball that good, but he hasn't rushed it pretty bad, right? He's averaging 4.6 yards a carry in 2020, his uh, freshman campaign. Then he averaged 4.1 his sophomore campaign. That's not terrible, right? That's not terrible. If he can get more touches, right, I think he's going to be a dramatically better player. And that's what I think is going to happen. He's going to get a lot more touches. He's going to get a lot more carries. He's going to see the ball a whole lot more. And he's going to dramatically improve. If you know fantasy football, this is a guy that you want on your team because he's like a Joe Mixon. He's like an Austin Eckler. He can do it all for you. And that's why I'm buying into DeAndre Swift this year. If he can stay healthy and play all 17 games, even 16, 15 games, he's going to be a force to reckon with and somebody that you're not going to want to go up against in fantasy or in the NFL. I think he's a great young player. He's going to be 23 next year. Or I mean, excuse me. Yeah, 23, right? It's some scary stuff. I love DeAndre Swift. If you don't know much about DeAndre Swift, I definitely recommend looking into him, looking into his stats and stuff like that because he really is a playmaker. My fourth sell now. This, I don't think, is going to shock a lot of people, right? This player has fallen off a little bit year after year, and that's Juju Smith. I'm a big sell of Juju Smith this year. Um, We all know Juju, right? One of the most overrated wide receivers in football, right? The TikToker, all that stuff, right? Why am I selling Juju Smith-Schuster? Well, in 2017, 2018, when Antonio Brown was on the team, yeah, Juju Smith looked like an elite receiver, right? He had 900 yards his freshman year, uh, 1,400 yards his sophomore campaign, right? Seven touchdowns in both of those years, right? He was getting, he had 111 receptions in 2018. Um, You know, he's seen a a lot of targets in his career, right? But so why am I selling him now that he's moved to Kansas City? Because I look at his last three years without Antonio Brown. In 2019, he played in 12 games. He had 70 targets and 42 receptions, 550 yards, three touchdowns. Okay, you know, he didn't play that good, right? All right, you know, it happens. Everyone can have a bad year. He got hurt for four games, right? Whatever. 2020, he comes back, plays in 14 games, has 128 targets, 97 catches, 831 yards, and nine touchdowns. Good year touchdown-wise, you know, decent year right there. Then in 2021... Five games played in, right? 28 targets, 15 catches, 129 yards, zero touchdowns. He was basically not a factor in those games. Now, I know you can say and blame Big Ben. Oh, Big Ben is a guy who um, is the reason it didn't work out. I personally disagree. I think that Juju Smith is overrated. I think that ever since his TikTok campaign and him doing his TikToks, it just ruined his reputation to put a target on his back. And I think that's what happened. A lot of players looked at you know go out and hurt the guy and you know really make a statement against him so 
now with him going to Kansas City, if you th- if people think that that's going to make him back to what he was in 2018, 2017, right? It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. He's seen the number one guy every single time, and he's just he just can't adapt to it, right? A great example of that is in 2019, right? When he did not play that well. And in 2020, Deontay Johnson busted onto the scene. Chase Claypool busted onto the scene, right? He was in an offense that had a lot of electric players around him, which took pressure off of him. In in uh, Kansas City, you're not going to have those electric players. You're just going to have Travis Kelsey. Maybe Nicole Hardman will help you out, but I don't think he really will. So I'm telling you, stay away from Juju. I'm not a big Juju guy, and especially because he's been hurt the last three years, that doesn't help his case either. I'm not big on Juju Smith. I'm not a fan. I'd stay away. My last buy of today's episode is Pat Fryermith. Why is Pat Fryermith a buy for me? Because I think that he's going to be a future top 10, top 5, maybe even top 3 tight end in football. In his rookie campaign where he only played in 9 games, right? He only started 9 games with Big Ben as his, as his quarterback, right? A washed up Big Ben. He had 79 targets, 60 receptions, 497 yards, and 7 touchdowns. That is some great stats for someone who played nine, nine games, who started nine games, and had a washed-up Big Ben as quarterback. Now you're bringing Kenny Pickett, a young guy, right, who should be able to sling the rock, right, make some throws downfield. And, you know, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Chase Claypool, you have Najee Harris, and now you bring in George Pickens, right, as that wide receiving core again to increase that wide receiving core. That opens up a lot more opportunities for Pat Fryer, Fryermuth. And you know that, and we all know that, um, you know, Pittsburgh loves their tight ends. Pittsburgh loves throwing to their tight ends. You know, Zach Gentry, um, those guys, Heath, what's that? Yeah, Heath Miller, I think his name was. He was another good tight end. Pittsburgh loves their tight ends, and they got another good one with Pat Fryermuth. And even Eric Ebron. Now he's going to take the role from Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron had a couple good years in Pittsburgh, for crying out loud. Now Pat Frymouth is really going to shine. He's a guy that you should be 100% buying. I know this isn't really a fantasy football type um, episode, but if he's a guy that you want in fantasy football, put it that way. That's why I think that this kid is really going to blow up. He's going to play all games, and he's going to really show out this year. And my last sell of the episode is Michael Thomas. And I think a lot of you guys are going to agree with me on that. Michael Thomas is a sell. Until I see Michael Thomas come back and make plays and be healthy, I can't buy into Michael Thomas. And I, I know a lot of people feel the same way. I'm not saying that Michael Thomas is not a great receiver when healthy. When he's healthy, he is a great receiver, right? A thousand plus yards every year. Nine touchdowns every, every year, right? It's a lock, right? It's a lock. Over 100 catches every year. You know, it's, it's locked. But when he played in five games in 2020, right? He had, you know, 40 catches, 438 yards, and zero touchdowns. Yeah, again, he was hurt. He got hurt, but he just didn't seem right. And now with Jameis Winston being your quarterback, let's really see how good Michael Thomas is. Because now you no longer have Drew Brees, the Hall of Famer, throwing to you. You got Jameis Winston. So I think that's going to be big, right? Big to see how Michael Thomas responds to that. If he's healthy and he's... And Jameis Winston can get him the ball like Breeze did. Yeah, Mike Thomas is going to be 100% a buy. But until then, I can't. people can't buy into Michael Thomas. You should not be buying into Michael Thomas just yet. You have to see him perform before you can buy into him. That's just my opinion. Maybe you guys don't agree with that. But I just feel like you got to see the guy do something before you jump right into the bandwagon and jump right into you know, buying this guy.
So that's my top five buys and my top five sells. My buys were Jalen Hurts, the Colts, Raiders, DeAndre Swift, and Pat Frymouth. My sells were DK, the Titans, the Pats, Juju Smith, and Mike Thomas. So that was the buy and sell portion of today's episode. Now let's talk about some NFL news real quick. Not a whole lot of news. Just one big, one big announcement is David Njoku signs a humongous contract. He signs a four-year, $56.75 million deal with $28 million guaranteed. He's now the fourth highest paid tight end in football, David Njoku, right? He's now the fourth highest paid tight end for a guy who does not produce anything, who does not give you a whole lot. Njoku's going to be 26 in his best year in Cleveland, right? was in 2018 where he had 639 yards, 56 receptions, and four touchdowns. That guy's worth $14 million? There's no way that David Njoku is worth $14 million at all. I do not like this sign by the, uh, by the Browns. You're just throwing away money, and I think it's silly. It's silly, it's irresponsible, and he's just not worth the money. Not worth the money. If he's worth $14 million, what the hell is... Mar- Mark Andrews is getting paid $14 million. You're telling me Mark Andrews and David and Joker are on the same caliber of player? No chance. No chance. Stupid sign from the, Ra- or the Browns. Stupid sign. Complete stupid sign. And I don't even have to say anything else about it. Stupid. He wasn't even their number one receiver some, or tight end some year. They had Austin Hooper over him, right? So what are the Browns, you know, what are they signing him for is beyond me. So now let's wrap up this episode by talking about my picks and the recaps of the picks that I gave you guys yesterday. Let's start off with my recaps. Um, yesterday I gave you guys Red Sox money line, Celtics minus six, and Avalanche money line. We went one and two, our first bad day of the, of the week, which is a good thing at least, right? We're now eight and 12. Not good. But not bad, right? I'd rather be 8 and 12 and have one bad week or one bad day out of a whole week. So looking at those picks, right? We all know the Red Sox lost. Red Sox were up 8 to 1 at one point in that game and they lost. Seems like the Sox are back to normal. Normal, You know, they blew a big lead. Seems like they're back to normal. Celtics minus 6, they choked at home. Um, I didn't think they were going to blow out Miami, but I thought they would beat Miami by at least 6. They end up losing by 10. So Celtics choked. Uh, don't really even want to talk about it. It's aggravating me that we have to go to a game seven for this crap series. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Avalanche money line, they hit. They're the only team that did what they had to do. And I said that on Twitter. You know, They're the only team that really did what they needed to do. They needed to close it out in six. No more of this series. You know what I mean? No more playing around. Let's end it right now. And they did what they had to do. So not the best day, but it is what it is. My picks for today, I got Angels money line. They've lost three in a row. They're playing the Cubs. They're at home. This is definitely the time where the Angels turn it around. They end that cold losing streak, and they bounce back with a win. My other pick, Hurricanes money line. I think the Hurricanes close out the Rangers tonight. I really do. Some people think this is going to go seven, but I don't think so. And if it does go seven, Hurricanes are still going to win. But I think they're going to close it out tonight in six. And then I have Yankees money line. Garrett Cole's on the mound. They've won four in a row. They're playing hot, and they're playing the Rays, who have lost two in a row. It doesn't matter if the game's in Tampa Bay to me. I think that the Yankees are still going to win that game. So, yeah, those are my picks for today, and that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow.